Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. We heard from Jake Corman's campaign overnight. He's going to be calling at quarter after nine, not 830. He got pushed back. Uh, He's out at the Pepper Tree restaurant. Well, he must be having his breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of uh, Fred Keller's favorite haunts out there. So, uh, yeah, Jake Corman uh, happens to be president of the Senate in Pennsylvania, but a gubernatorial candidate on the Republican side and probably... Probably in most polls, you know, maybe a third or a fourth place uh, holder right at the moment uh, is going to be contacting us this morning. So he'll be on the news line to his next stop when he is campaigning. I believe he goes from Snyder County down to Lancaster County is his next stop. But uh, yeah, kind of a bus tour, I believe. Right. Politicians love bus tours. I miss the old whistle stops. Mm, oh, trains. Trains, yeah. <laughs> I miss those. I think somebody had a whistle stop through Pennsylvania. Where could you, well, but what track could you sit there and the, wait? The, the on old the, Pennsylvania Railroad main line from Philadelphia to, all the way to Pittsburgh. You could stop there for like a half an hour when you get rear-ended by a commuter train? Well, they still have, they have more than one track. This may come as a shock to you, but okay. in, they used to call it the Broadway, not because it was connected to New York City, but because they had four main line oh, tracks. Oh, four tracks. Holy smokes. How many now? Oh, I think they're down to two. Okay. But two today serves what four did years ago. So. Well, I hope that they would be able to uh, do that. But uh, yeah, okay, so whistle stops would be possible on the idle track, not the one with the commuter rail line. But well, does there's it... not trains every second of every day. I mean, it's not like you're going to get creamed if you stand on the tracks for a minute. <laughs> I realize that's a compre- an incomprehensible to you, but... <laughs> one of our listeners says, yes, there's two tracks, but one goes one way and one goes the other, <laughs> so you can't stop. You can stop. <laughs> flick. We're going to flick, Mr. And you know they have things McGranahan called sightings. Oh, exciting, like, right. If you it's went to exciting. Harrisburg, you would find that the transportation center has quite a few tracks. Oh, yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, once you're in Harrisburg. Right. Sure. Well, and, and most stations have more than one track Boy, and yeah, a place you, where you can pull in and have a little conference if you want to and then move on. Yeah, you could go down to Conshohocken or out there in the townships outside Philadelphia. you got a lot of places where the trains go all over and stop with sightings, and, and lots of people would see you, too. So you, that would be a good idea. To well, I will st- pass on to you. Neve Aronson that you mentioned his community. He's the mayor of Conshohocken. He's oh, no kidding. What's his name? Yaniv Aronson. Oh, okay. Well, Frazier's got to stop with a big uh, train station there, and uh, boy, Devon, all of those places down there along the main well, line. The main line, would yeah. Be good places. Absolutely. What's the big township that's down there? 
is has the biggest train station. Um, well, the biggest one is 30th Street in Philadelphia, on the main station. In town, yeah, but this is on the on the edge of town, the eastern edge of the city. It's, in fact, it's right where the city ends. The township begins, and it's blank. County line, city line, avenue. Uh, no, okay. Well, we'll get this all later. <laughs> anyway, yeah, a bunch of old white guys trying to remember. Let's go back to the theme stations. songs of television shows that became hits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you remember. We were old having memories. better luck with that. Yeah, you remember old memories. You just don't have any new ones. All right, on the Mark sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Go ahead, Eric. You are on the mark. My call. And finally, the news gets out. We had a crime wave down here in Port Traverton. have no idea why it took Ten days for the general public to know about it. Everyone in Port Trevor to knew about it in about 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, you uh, should have told sure us. Enough, sure enough. <laughs> uh, I know they also, the state police also impounded uh, a couple business around there had cameras and they impounded that and looked at that and so forth. But uh, yes, very interesting. And for Stan and other people out there who, who are, don't agree with my views, I want to say right up front, it wasn't me. <laughs> I'm a little heavier than, than the suspect in this, and I don't even own a bicycle, so there. So, so let's take that off the table right now. Uh, I was also out of town that day, but I uh, did hear about it in about 15 minutes. Um, so I'm assuming assuming that the uh, state police are investigating, and probably the feds, too, I would imagine. You know, that's a, any time a bank is off, I think it becomes an FBI, a federal crime to rob a bank. Is that right? Anything under FBI? If they're federally insured, it does. Well, I think Northumberland Bank would be. <laughs> I, would I would think, think they so. would be. Yes, <laughs> it's not the Port Traverton Bank. It's not. <laughs> it's not money kept in someone's back pocket. Um, that's not the reason I called. So, um, price of gas seems to be going up. And, and Joe, you you are of the opinion we're not being gouged, right? Well, I don't know that for a fact, but I do know that there are reasons why the gas is going up, and President Biden's trying to dissemble and make it sound like it's all Russia's fault, but the price was rising f- long before the Russians invaded Ukraine. Right, it was, yeah, um, and, but not gouging, right? Uh, reported that Evron, she- Exxon, Chevron, and Conoco made $46 billion in profit 2021, and now they're buying back their own stock. So... Forty-six billion, you know, enough of a enough of a margin so they can stay in business, keep the lights on, keep the gas pumping. You think? Well, you know, you 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 people on the left always make it sound like <laughs> you people on <laughs> no, the left. Yeah, here we go. you know, the, uh, all that terrible that, who buys gasoline. that terrible on, corp that on. terrible corporation actually made money. They made a profit. They paid off their stockholders. You know, they bought back some of their stock. That's capitalism, pal. That's how the system works. It's what keeps this country going and keeps it great. Well, forty-six billion. So, uh, how much did how they much spend? Is too much, Joe. No, wait, when, uh, wait, 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 wait. can't afford to fill their gas tank. Wait, wait, wait. How much was their investment in the facilities? How much did they pump back into keeping their facilities running? How much, you know, you're, you're ignoring the expense side. They don't just generate huge sums of cash without pumping money back out. If well, this says $46 billion in profit. That means above and beyond their cost. Okay, but if, let's say they had a $6 trillion expense bill, and that's what they made. That would be a pretty small small amount based on the expense. I don't know. I mean, I'm willing to admit I don't know whether they're making an unfair profit or not. But, you know, what is unfair if they've covered their costs and the cost of gasoline was lower at the time they did it? What's your point? 
My we, point is that there's some executives from these companies who are worth millions and billions of dollars, yet the average worker is, is trying to, to scrape enough money together to afford gasoline right now. Uh, but that, but that's, 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 you're talking about last year. Last year wasn't the problem. Oh, it's, you think right now they're losing money on gasoline when the price went up, jumped up, what, 60 cents in the last three weeks? No, but you're talking you about... they're how, losing money on this? You're talking about how much profit they're making. We don't know how much profit they're going to make this year. We don't know what economic factors are going to adversely <laughs> impact on them. And you think the price of gas is fair right now? Well, so, no, Eric, I don't think it's fair, but I think there are reasons for it. Eric, what would be an ideal solution? Okay, so obviously there's some price gouging going on. That's fine. You think Sorry, there is? I, I don't. I'm glad you asked. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. Uh, <laughs> first of all, let's let's go back to the old days. Let's start conserving people. If you think the price of gas is fair and no one's making a profit, then continue driving your big trucks, your big SUVs. If you have a second hey. vehicle, don't drive it. Okay, keep driving everywhere. Don't don't walk. Don't uh, don't take a bicycle. If you drive a long distance, don't carpool. Keep keep driving, um, and and keep buying and keep going in when you buy gasoline into these outlets and buy all their high priced food and coffee and all that stuff, which is where they make their big profits. Right. And don't way to the way to affect this is to start you know conserving, start buying less, and start you know making impacting these companies which are making tons of extra money. By not buying what you don't have to buy. And make sure you forgot to mention, encourage your U.S. lawmaker to uh, reel back or pull back on mileage caps that were imposed by previous administrations so that uh, gas guzzling becomes more popular again rather than even the same size well, it vehicles. it has become, Mark, hasn't it? I mean, Absolutely. I, I said the other yep. day uh, that the Ford is even quit making sedans. I mean, my goodness. So, because the the choices out there. I myself have purchased, you know, used vehicles because of, of the fact that they are well, smaller and more gas efficient. All right, let Eric, stop and think about what you're saying for a minute. <laughs> you know, you say, oh, they Ford only making one small car. Why is that? Because people well, don't want those cars. Anyway. They but want, they I want I the SUVs. Again, I think that America has to look at things, look All at right. things differently. And but now if, the price of gas is going up, I think... But you're like, making it sound like, like people, 70s, Eric... I lived through it like you guys did. Eric, you're making... It, long, Eric, long line, hold on a minute, Eric. Would you put Eric on hold for a minute so somebody can get another thought in? You know, people made a conscious choice to buy cars that are less fuel efficient because they like the size, they like the style, they like the flexibility. And they SUV had the money gives for gas. That. They had the money for gas. You know, now because the price of gas is going up, you're making it sound like, oh, these poor people are being put upon by these greedy oil companies. Well, these people made a choice not to buy the most fuel efficient cars, you know, and that's that's the American system. I wanted a car that would, uh, I'd find to be fun to drive. And if I have to pay a little extra for gas, so be it. Well, you drive six miles away. Week, so, 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 and I you think, think that good. big companies and car companies and oil companies aren't all in cahoots to uh, oh, yeah. keep the working man down? You believe that? Uh, they're all in cahoots what, to keep uh, the working what, man what does, down. What does the executive for these oil companies make? And every time one of them gets fired, they have a golden parachute worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Is that fair? Well, how? give me an example of that. I can't think of one right now, but I, I know every But time you know for sure that every executive who gets fired... Who gets fired do, you, do you believe there's golden parachutes or not? There are, but not everybody's being fired every day with a golden parachute. A lot of these guys are working hard every day trying to make their companies profitable, trying to produce a product that the American consumer wants. You know, there's a, with great wealth and great salaries comes great responsibility, too. They don't so, just get to go home at the end of the day and put their feet up and drink a beer the way a lot of people are luck, fortunate enough to do. So, no. 
not that there's anything wrong with that. There's anything wrong with it. million dollars, and the average man makes. Fifty-five thousand. That's all fair. All right. All right. Let's get communism going here, folks. Let's <laughs> give to everybody according to what they want. What is it? Each according no, to their no, need. You, or you, 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 you people on the far right want to throw that all over there, and you don't want to look at what the issues are. The issues are that our executives <laughs> oh, making too much money, and the working man is not making enough for the same sweat, the same brow. Uh, and we're being exploited now by these gas prices, oh, all right, which are, are taking more money out of the average person's pocket and putting it in the pocket of these huge execs who don't need any more money. All right, we got I'm not you, Eric. communism. I'm talking about That's everyone enough. working okay. the best job they can, Jeez. but still having being paid a fair wage and not being exploited when things like this happen. Thank you, comrade. We appreciate your opinions. Now, and there you go again, Joe. I, again, there you, you go. Again. Communist, that's not communism. Oh, my gosh. Thank this, this, you so This is what's right and morally much, correct. Eric. Thank you, sir. Well said on all points. We really appreciate the call. Thank you, sir. Take care, Eric. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. You guys have a good day. You too, sir. appreciate that. All right, let me tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. Mustang Mach-E uses no gasoline. It gets a gazillion miles to the gallon, so to speak. Are they oppressing the working man there? <laughs> At Mustang, no. No, they're all union shops. So if they work on the weekends, on a Christmas weekend, they get about $500 an hour. Uh, let's see. Bronco Sport. Maverick, Ranger, Echo Sport, Escape, Edge. These are the ones that routinely get 30 miles to the gallon, at least on the highway. Some of the city miles are obviously lower. Well, I guess that's the nature of a city miles. It's lower. Uh, But these are the ones that uh, exit to exit on highways. Edge, Escape, Eco Sports, Ranger, Maverick, Bronco Sport, and Mustang Mach-E, above 30 miles to the gallon. So for car companies that don't sell any high-mileage vehicles anymore, the Sunbury Motor Company would like to take umbrage (laughs) with that statement. Jeff Clock, Ernie Austin. Austin, Jason, and Chris, and Alphonse versus Eric on that one point alone, but it's a very friendly discussion, and they would just love to do business with you. If you would like to get eight miles to the gallon, they did order up. It's not there yet, but another F-550 dump truck for one of the local municipalities around here. I don't know where it's going, but uh, they ordered it up, and it's going to be ready to go. It's got eight wheels in the back, and uh, just two in the front, and it's going to get about eight miles to the gallon on Oh, that's suppressing the working man Is right it? there. Okay. Yeah, right By there. hauling him around in a dump truck. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. So uh, you do have choices at the Sunbury Motor Company. You can either get, either get infinite uh, gasoline mileage or 30 miles to the gallon on certain vehicles or 8 miles to the gallon in an F-550 dump truck that actually belongs to a township. They've already paid for some of it. So this is an opportunity for you to do business with a great company that has your interests at heart, whether it's saving money, r- providing a safe or luxurious vehicle for your family, or just uh, taken off in less than four seconds, up to 60 miles an hour, that would be the Mustang Mach-E. Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. 
If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. I can't afford his gas So I'm stuck here watching TV <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Uh, Mr. Kevin Hurd deserves a lot of credit. He wears a thousand hats here, and one of which is fabulous producer of the WKOK On The Mark, a live telephone talk show. Lower right-hand corner, Joe. And one of our texters says, turn your thermostat down, group your errands, and drive less. Now Good that's, advice. That's friendly advice. Right. Uh, that's <laughs> You read it like it was a, <laughs> a, a Republican command. Oh, I'm sorry. Turn your thermostats down, group your errands, and drive less. Sound is that better? Yep. Thank right. you. Quit crying and... About there gas you go. prices. Now you have the right tone. Not Biden's fault. We're not having bombs dropped on us. We don't send our children to school with a note to their blood type. Oh, is I'm that what they do there? In case, yeah, in case you get bloody. Oh, that was on NPR last night. If your kid gets hurt, they send medicals. They're traveling with medical information. I don't think they're going to school that way. That's how they're evacuating. Okay. And another one says, an emailer says, good morning. So now we're going to buy oil from Iraq and Venezuela. (laughs) What a mess this is. We won't last three years. That's just a dream. Yeah, that's a dilemma. If you like imported oil, you have to make friends with some unfriendly people. Well, you know, I heard this morning the governor of Alaska said that currently through the pipeline, they're putting 500,000 barrels a day down the pipeline. Okay. Prior to Biden's administration's restrictions, they were putting 1.5 million more down. Okay. And so they could be putting 2 million barrels per day down that pipeline, but but because of the Biden administration's restrictions, they're not. Now, that's American energy that could be refined here in this country. See, that's the kind of factual information that's helpful yesterday. I I understand that people don't like President Biden's uh, energy policy, so let's just stipulate they're the worst in the world. We did that yesterday. What what are we doing today that we weren't doing yesterday? That's the important thing that we want to find out. We also have an expert calling in tomorrow on the global energy topic, so uh, he will be contacting us tomorrow at 8.30 a.m. We had mentioned that uh, Aubrey Alexander was going to check in. He's going to be at 7.40 in the morning on the Sunrise Show, so the Raise the Region segment gets pushed up to earlier in the morning. By the way, uh, uh, gentlemen, the breaking news, uh, crude oil is down $5 a barrel. Woo-hoo! <laughs> I'm going to. I'm sure we'll see that reflected at the pump. Uh, d- Not. Uh, the uh, West Texas <laughs> is... West Texas crude is uh, down uh, to 118 a barrel, and Brent crude is 123 a barrel. All right, fabulous. So those are our down slightly from the day What are before. the more polite oils selling for? <laughs> oh, crude, I got you. That's funny. That would be natural gas. Okay. And that's also down right now. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, Dale, everybody gets two minutes at this point in the show. Go right ahead. I'd like to know uh, about Freedom Information Act, if you can find out the influx of government-issued gas cards in the month of February, if if that's accessible or not. Uh, It is acceptable, yes. Acceptable or accessible? Either way. Accessible. Accessible. Either way. I mean, I'm sure by the end of February there were handing out uh, government gas cards like they were candy. So basically, (laughs) when your representative says they can feel your pain, they're filling up their family's cards with their gas cards, government-issued gas cards. So, Ah, you know. Corruption in Harrisburg. 
Well, not ours. That's weird. Have tolerance oh. and acceptance because when they were when you were wearing a mask and, and they weren't telling you to wear a mask, so that's the way it works. So, so are you I mean, saying there's cons- uh, corruption in Harrisburg or Washington? I just say you know I like to find out that's in the Information Act how many government issued uh, gas cards were given out in February and what's the uh, influx? Because basically they know what's coming down the pike and they take care of their own and that's the way that works. So. You know, I think people just need to, you know, do, go about your everyday business. Don't let the media keep telling you about gas prices. It don't matter. Just live your life. Don't matter if it's fifteen dollars an hour. Just, just go with the flow. Everything works out. Just That's surprisingly optimistic gonna, for you, Dale. Everybody's gonna start looking at both parties like they're the same party pretty soon. Dale, you're, su- you're, gonna, <laughs> you're surprisingly optimistic today. Usually, you're telling no, us everything's saying, terrible. You're, you're going to be pushing, get out and vote, get out and vote. You know, basically, I, I think everybody's giving up on votes. It's it's a one gang, and you're not in it. That's it. Period. You're not if you ain't getting a gas car, you're not part of the gang. Period. Well, I don't have a gas card, but you told me I was part of the gang. Yeah, you're part of the corruption. Part of the group that's you, dumbing down America. Yeah, yeah, you, you're part of the Snyder you, County you corruption. Protect, you protect uh, government like it's, you know, you don't care about the private sector or, or the public. <laughs> you know, oh, that's two minutes. Thank you, Dale. You, you just gouged my ox, and so now we got to go. Thank you, Dale. Thank you. Private, Call back, though. I don't care about the private sector. Well, there's a charge. <laughs> One of our listeners says, we are governed by idiots, but we elected them, so I guess that makes us idiots, too. We should save that one and read it every election a couple that, that of times. That is a good, good point. I'd like to have that laminated from my wallet. Another listener says, this is crazy. A local township buying a truck that gets eight miles to the gallon, paid for by we the people. We need to have our voices heard about this. Well, I don't know that it's a township. It's um, it's on the you municipal. Said it was. Uh, no, it's on no that the one I drove belongs to a township okay. that's smaller. This is a ten wheel dump truck. Probably is going to Pendot or some other municipality. So you you don't know. But anyway, it's a ten wheel dump truck. It can haul forty thousand pounds in the dump. It's not a it's not a car to haul the guys to work or something. Gouging the working man. Oh, there we go. All right, thank you. I should have known. Uh, Mike, you are on the mark. Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, having lived through the Cuban Missile Crisis and now this uh, Ukraine-Russian crisis, I have to say that they're probably the two worst global crises that I've experienced. Now, 9-11 was a little bit more frightening from my personal standpoint because of the proximity to the attack. But I have to say, I listened to the president yesterday, and I am shocked that these uh, Puritans on the far left of the Democrat Party who, you know, counted every lie that uh, supposedly Trump said, they didn't have the counter going yesterday because his talk was so full of errors of omission and misleading data that it, it was really a crime, in my mind, to manipulate the American people with what I'm going to call lies, okay, for political purposes. And then, to and like I said, this is the, the biggest thing in my lifetime globally. I, I may be wrong, but just for, that's from my perspective. But to take that opportunity to address the American people and fill it with lies, and then switch gears and turn it into a political commercial for his Green New Deal and Build Back Better and more government spending (laughs) and more government control. It was appalling to me, and I don't know why my friends on the Democrat left, the far left, aren't complaining about this lack of integrity on the part of their president. 
What was a lie yesterday? I didn't hear the speech. I did hear hear that he reverted back to Build Back Better, so that was uh, pretty obvious. Okay, as I said, Mark, we just have a minute. In misleading facts are lies in my book. Right. Okay. What were the lies? Pardon me. What were the lies? I didn't hear his speech. So. Okay. So, well, when he says he 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 put out his chest and said, you know, uh, we're producing more oil in my first year than under the last president. Well. Hey, we were locked down. Okay? <laughs> okay, we were locked down under that last president, and then and then it takes a while to start those things back up. Okay, that's that's one thing. Okay, okay. yeah, and ten then, seconds. You, we got to get other, going here. Okay, and or, I'm sorry. Am I done? No, no. I'm sorry. Continue. We're going to let you go, and the other folks will wait till after nine a.m. Go ahead. Okay, and then th- throwing the oil companies and accusing them of price gouging when he knows very well that the price at the pump is controlled by the worldwide market and what the, what the uh, marginal price of oil is doing. It's based on what we expect in the future. And to say and to accuse them of not basically drilling uh, because they want to rape us uh, gas users, I mean, that is just incredible. In a time of basically war, okay, to, to be dividing the country for political gain, and to me it was just a sin. Gotcha. Fair enough. All Mike. right, noted. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate, Appreciate the your call. Call, call back. You have more time coming. All right, Bob, you are on the mark. You're going to wrap us up. Uh, less than two minutes left. Good morning. Uh, yesterday when Mr. Biden got done with his speech, uh, I went to Fox. Fox News had an oil man on there. He said when Biden took over, we were getting 22 million barrels uh, of oil a day out of the United States. Biden moved it down to 11, and they lied last night when they said they increased production. Uh, I'm really nervous when we send Milley over there to, to work with the military when he was going to sell us out to China. And we have Harris over there now speaking. Why don't you go down to the border where she belongs? And then we got uh, Pete, uh, whatever his name is, the, the guy that held up the uh, cargo ships coming in. Buttigieg. He took off mid- me- uh, a medical leave when he had, when he had a child. I mean, I know something's not wrong with the situation. Back in the day when you and I were younger, the gas station that got gas put his price up, but the whole city did not put their gas up. This is ridiculous. We're, we're all we're all we're this all together. I didn't think it was only certain people were having it. And all the politicians get everything paid for by themselves, so they don't have to worry about it. And if we're going to go to electric cars, like all the cars that, are, that we pay taxes for, our politicians, uh, state and government drive electric cars first. I not, bet the, you, not the Mercedes and all the big cars that they drive. I bet, you and I, can, you I bet you and I can remember the days when the gas... Well, he gave up on us. Okay, I guess he, he wanted to make a statement. You. Okay. But you remember the days when gas companies used to advertise one gas is better than the other gas. Buy our gas because it has some special ingredient in it that cleans your car. I still have a Tiger in my tank. Do you? Okay. Well, there you go. You know, that doesn't happen anymore. You don't see those kind of ads. You know, you don't see that kind of marketing because basically it's all all one product now. It's all from all the same different places, and it's all refined in the same different way. Although Shell still has some Russian oil, if you'd like it, they're trying to get rid of. This is WKOK Sunbury. Jake Corman during the 9 a.m. hour. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Uh, we have open phones right now, so we'll take your call. We're going to do brief news headlines. Jake Corman's going to call in at about uh, 9.15 or so, so we'll have him on the line. He's a gubernatorial candidate. For about, Co- what, 10 minutes? Yep. Okay. Coincidentally, the president of the Senate. So if you have a question you'd like us to put to Jake, we can do that. Um, let's see. So that's uh, coming up. Mr. Kevin Hur is our fabulous producer, so we appreciate all his help and hard work and noteworthy bumper music. He's taking good care of us. You can communicate with us. Send us your texts at send them to 70236, or you can oh, call. you forgot the keyword OTM out oh, front. Yeah, thank you. Good catch. Uh, you can email us at onthemarketwkok.com, and you can call us 1-800-795-9565. And our program is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Route 147, south of Sunbury, still closed this morning. There was a crash into some rocks there. Now it's just the rocks remaining. After a rock slide, 147 is closed between Sunbury and Brush Valley Road. That left to lead to a lot of cars waiting in line on Route 890 to try to get on Route 61. That was a 20-minute late earlier this morning. That's down to about a five-minute wait now for Route 890 folks to get on 61. You might want to avoid that particular uh, connection if you can. We did have one school district around here, or one entity, I guess, on a delay, and that is Luzerne County Community College is running today with a compressed schedule and a 10 a.m. start. So that's the one item that we had on WKOK's winter net. More good news in the latest COVID-19 cases. It's among Valley school children. The State Department of Health says most Valley counties have five or fewer COVID-19 cases among school children. Uh, that would mean they're back to the normal background level of any sort of an ailment or disease or a virus that might go around with the kids. And uh, they do say one county had f- more than five cases. That was Union County had eight cases among school-aged children aged 5 to 18 in the past week. That They had eight. Everybody else uh, below that. If you saw anybody wearing all dark clothing, riding a bicycle in the Port Treverton area 10 days ago, call the cops now. Troopers say the incident occurred at the Northumberland National Bank in Union Township, Snyder County, just before noon, Saturday, February 26th. They say a white male went in the bank, gave a note to the tellers. The note told them if they filled a folder with money, no one would get hurt. The suspect was given some money and fled on foot. That person rode away on a bicycle at the rear of the bank. The suspect is a white male wearing a dark-colored sweatshirt with a Roar Bus Company logo, black face covering, black sunglasses, navy pants, and dark Nike sneakers. He is about 5'9 to 6 feet tall with a thin build. Anyone with information is asked to call Seals Grove Troopers. There's no indication on why the information was released long after the robbery. Matt Catrillo, News Radio 1070, WKOK. WKOK News Time now coming up on 910. Penn Live is reporting a White Lives Matter demonstration by a small group of students in Lycoming County School District was the impetus for a telephone threat to kill students and burn a school, according to federal prosecutors. Penn Live says these details were revealed Tuesday by an assistant U.S. Attorney Jeffrey MacArthur when he successfully argued for detention at an arraignment in U.S. Middle District Court for. Harvey Dolger of Salem, Oregon. Dolger indicted on a charge of interstate communication of threats is accused of making the July 2nd phone call to the Montgomery Area School District Administrative Offices. June 4th was the last day of school. A small number of students wore White Lives Matter t-shirts. A picture of them was posted on the Vice News website. 
Vice News website. Vice News website. I have no idea what good. that is. <laughs> anyway, uh, the students were sent home, but according to MacArthur, there was no other discipline. Repeated calls to Montgomery School District not returned to Penn Live. Comments appeared on social media criticizing the district for the lenient way in which they handled the situation. Pennsylvania Human Relations Commission issued a statement saying it discourages the promotion of White Lives Matter movement in any form. It pointed out the phrase represents the ideology of what has been identified by the Southern Poverty Law Center as a white supremacist hate group. MacArthur, in arguing for detention, argued that the impact of such threats have on the community and alleged based on Dolger's criminal record, he's capable of. So White Lives Matter, white lives matter is a racist group and Black Lives Matter, that's okay. Well, I think the school districts were suspended because they had any sort of a political statement on their shirt, not just white or black or anything else. No, not but you're saying the do... Southern Poverty Law oh, Center them. identified white lives not matter sure as racist. What, what all the, well, the hate group associated with the phrase white lives matter is a group also. And that Did they is, riot or burn anything, by the way? I'm just curious. White supremacist hate group, white lives matter. Uh, this doesn't say... I never heard of them no. until I just read it out loud, so... Do you you've heard of them? All lives matter. I suppose if I wore that T-shirt, somebody would want to protest me too, right? Well, you're uh, co-opting a very important uh, phrase that's part of the growth of this nation. But if you want to slow that down, go ahead. I do. Uh, I because I believe all lives matter. I want to slow it all down. Dan, thank you so much for calling in, and you don't have hey. a time limit. So hey, good ahead. morning. Well, yeah, Why? Congress. I thought of one in. other theme: Greece from the movie Greece is another song that got real popular on the radio. You remember that? Dan, we were talking about themes from TV shows. Oh. <laughs> Not oh, movies. Okay. I thought it was any popular There have been a ton of ones from movies that became hits. Well, Peter Gunn was a All movie. Right. Okay, that, that wasn't why I called anyway. Okay. I was calling about, about the oil prices. You know, Eric complained... About the oil price, but I'll bet you a dollar to a donut he voted for Biden. And under Trump, our oil prices were great. I think I paid under $2 out here at the market. And if he'd be in there, we wouldn't be having these oil prices surge because they had oil dealers on the on the TV program with Cheryl Acton, and they said the reason they're not pumping it out now, not putting investments in oil wells, is because the Biden administration's unfriendly to fossil fuels, and they don't see no use investing in the oil business right now. So it's the Biden administration's fault that we have partly be, that we have these higher oil prices. Wow. That and is very yep, true. Yep, and so he, they're just not fossil fuel friendly. They prove it. He proves it every time he speaks that he's for the Green New Deal and oil companies don't have no confidence in the future 
of selling fossil fuel. I don't think he's for the Green New Deal. He's talking about Build Back Better and promoting re- renewables and so on. And, of course, as we've uh, empirically been able to show on the show, he's certainly not friendly to fossil fuels. So that's, uh, you know, that's on him now. But you're quite smart to point out that he is uh, only partially responsible for these increases. And of course, right. I haven't seen anything that indicates that he's done anything to undo the increases which would be nice at this phase. You know, it's funny. I also heard something overnight. I think this was on ABC or NBC, one of the TV networks at 6 p.m., that even with inflation prior to 2020, which, of course, then inflation took off after that, so I don't know if it's still true, but we're still paying less for gas per gallon if you correlate it to inflation. Right. That's the the key. And none of these numbers have been adjusted for inflation. Okay. So, like, if we say we're paying, you know, like $6 a gallon is a record amount, you know, no argument. It there. Is. But adjusted for in value, uh, inflation, it's still we're still paying less per gallon, per dollar, than we were back in this, you know, I, I forget where the starting line was. I think it was back in 2008 when we had a record price in gases. So in any event, well, I just think it's it, a lot of this is just visual visual, and, uh, you know, what what you think is happening. It's funny because nobody, back when gas was $1.43 a gallon, nobody was calling the program and saying, oh, the poor oil companies, they're really taking it on the chin. They can't get much for I their can't price. Get any money. Now when it goes the other way, oh, they're gouging us. They're trying to destroy the working man. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, it doesn't make me feel any better now. Yeah, they have excuses for the price of oil, but I remember back under the Trump administration, we virtually had very, very little inflation on anything. True. And I miss the good old days. <laughs> Uh, sorry about that for all you lefties, but I'll take Trump any day compared to this administration we have now. And remember, I warned you, you were voting for good or evil. Dan, I told you a you, big fat lie. With Jake Corman's you, on the line. You selected <laughs> evil over good. Okay. And this is what you get. Dan, we got to go. We have a guest okay, hanging on the line. You can call back then. You can call back afterwards. Talking. Take care. Yep. Thank you so much. Bye. With that, we welcome to the line. He is running for governor. He's a Republican candidate for Pennsylvania governor, Jake Corman. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. We're, we're doing we're fabulously. <laughs> Thank you so much. Tell us about your campaign. You've been around for a long time, but uh, now you're making the rounds as a campaigner for governor. And, uh, and according to the latest polls, trying to do a little bit of a clawback to stay at the top of the heap, but you're among the contenders. <laughs> so tell us about this campaign for governor that's underway. Sure. Thank you. Uh, I, I hope you're not implying I'm old when you say I've been around a long time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm actually in Sealands Grove right now. I was uh, at the uh, Pepper Tree uh, Diner uh, talking to the folks. We're on our, our small-town Pennsylvania tour, our bus tour. So we're making through the central Susquehanna area. Uh, but, uh, you know, my, you know I, I am the president of the Senate, which gives me the opportunity to know how government works. And so, you know, most people need a sort of transition when they get there. You know, I'll have the ability to jump right in and make things happen. And, uh, you know, the, obviously the first thing and most important thing to me is uh, protecting your freedoms. I think that was probably what inspired me to run the most over the last two years. Uh, we have seen, uh, you know, this governor, current governor, really infringe upon our freedoms during the pandemic. And, you know, that's what the extreme governments do. They, they use a crisis to to allow you to to get away, you know, away from your 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 rights, your inalienable rights that our founders gave us. And and so I'm going to be someone who works uh, really hard 
to make sure that that never happens again, whether it's Republican or Democrats. Uh, it's important that we uh, have our freedoms. You know, I, I sued the governor on his mask mandate and won, uh, you know, getting the mask mandates off our kids in school. Uh, you know, I defeated the governor on his tax increases, make sure that we didn't have new taxes. Uh, and so, but I want to, I want to go on offense. I want to do things for the, the people of this area, make sure that it's good jobs, uh, so they have economic security, uh, make sure there's a good education, uh, for, for everyone, no matter where you want to go to school. And so those are some of the things that we're talking about. You said earlier, you had, earlier this year, you had mixed feelings about the Pennsylvania constitutional amendments that are, you know, half a dozen of them are going through and will be on the ballots in the, in the, um, years ahead. Why mixed yeah. feelings about that? Because of the necessity of them, I guess. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, some of it is that, you know, because this governor has been not willing to work with the legislature, we've been doing more constitutional amendments. Uh, you know, we had to do a constitutional amendment to take the governor's power away from an emergency, which I 100% supported. I wish we wouldn't have had to done it, uh, but you know, the way he acted and the way he was infringing upon our freedoms, we had to do it. Um, and so there are areas that you would think if the legislature and the executive branch, the governor could get along and work, you wouldn't have to bypass him to go to the voters uh, through a constitutional amendment. And things I hope we could do together, working together to improve the lives of people in Pennsylvania. So that's, you know, it's just like you said, it's more that we had to do it that way. I supported it and glad we did it because I don't, you know, in the future, I don't want any Republican governor or Democrat governor uh, using their emergency powers to infringe upon people's freedoms. Now they can't do that. Senator, let's get down to the where the rubber meets the road. Uh, my friend sure. here is a Democrat. I'm a Republican. So I'm yeah. got a, I've got a choice to make in this primary. Other than experience, and i assuming that's one of the things you're going to, to rely on, what differentiates yeah. you from the other candidates and why are you the best choice? Well, I, I think you, you just hit the nail on the head. Look, um, you know, it doesn't matter what we're for. It's a matter what we accomplish. Uh, and that's what we're judged on and what we should be judged on. You know, you could be for all the right things, but if you don't get anything done, then what good are you? Um, and so I've always been about accomplishment. So I want to do things for the people of Pennsylvania. I want to protect their freedoms. I want to make sure they have economic security by having good jobs. I think it's important that we embrace, you know, the energy economy uh, so that uh, we have good jobs in the state, uh, uh, no matter whether we live in rural Pennsylvania, central Pennsylvania, eastern, western. You, you have to have good jobs to build a community. Uh, I want to make sure we have, you know, a good education, that we empower parents to be more involved in their children's education, whether it's, you know, being involved in the type of curriculum. We know we passed a bill uh, to allow the curriculum to be put online, not allow, to mandate to be put online. So as parents, we can have input uh, to make sure they're teaching the things that, that we approve of. So I, I think the ability to get things done for the people of Pennsylvania is what matters. Because no matter who's the governor, we want accomplishments. We want to move Pennsylvania forward, and I think I'm in the best position to do that. Where do we go from here as a state? You know, we've, we've talked a lot about uh, the things we needed to do to survive the pandemic. You know, we've talked about the financial impact on the state. What kinds of things do you think need to be done to move Pennsylvania forward in the next four years? Great question, uh, and, and that's an important question, right? Because Look, we are, we're a state that has access to markets. You know, the northeastern part of the United States is still one of the largest population bases uh, in the country. And we're a state that has natural resources, uh, obviously natural gas being the most plentiful of that. Uh, we're a state that has higher education institutions, uh, intellectual capital created here in Pennsylvania every day, that every business should want to locate in Pennsylvania because we are the place where we can make things happen. We just have to get government out of the way in a lot of ways. You know, the government's job, you know, I've always believed that jobs are like water. They flow to the place of least resistance. 
Uh, and, you know, and so in Pennsylvania, we have a lot of resistance, whether it be taxation, whether it be infrastructure problems, whether that be um, job training, uh, infra- uh, bureaucracy, all these sort of things are, 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 are things that stop the water from flowing, so to speak, or jobs from flowing. Uh, and so, therefore, we need to do as a governor uh, and as a state, knock down those hurdles, knock down those areas or those barriers that are preventing jobs from flowing into Pennsylvania. And we've had some success, as you saw most recently in, in Nanticoke, Pennsylvania, you know, a small town of 10,000 people, used to be 25,000 people. Uh, we did a tax credit bill, and now, you know, Nacero Company is going to come and locate um, a facility there where they're going to convert natural gas into gasoline. That's good for the environment uh, because, you know, gasoline out of natural gas is much cleaner than gasoline out of oil. Uh, it's a six billion dollar investment. It's four thousand construction jobs. Uh, it's it's hundreds of permanent jobs, uh, and then know you're going to have jobs flow into that. So that's the type of thing, you know. You can use government for it to be creative to incentivize growth. You know, you can either, you can either tax it to 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 you know to to stop stunt the growth, or you can figure out ways to incentivize it. And I'm all about trying to figure out ways to incentivize growth so that people want to be here in Pennsylvania. How are you going to balance uh, this campaign going forward when you have so many folks that are ultra beholden to President Trump and Doug Mastriano and, and to a certain extent, Lou Barletta represent that group as probably a third of the Republicans that are out there. And how do you do that? You've, you've done well so far in my observation saying, you know, let's, you know, let's hear them out, make sure they have all the fair platforms and so on without embracing them. How are you going to do that going forward? At some point, President Trump's going to endorse somebody and, uh, I wouldn't think it would be you, uh, but, you know, who knows? Maybe I, I'm missing something here. So this loyalty to President Trump. Well, I, I think it's loyalty not only to the president, but loyalty to the issues that the president uh, put forward that proved, proved America. Uh, you know, obviously, President Trump is the most uh, popular Republican uh, in Pennsylvania by far. Uh, and so I'd be honored to have his endorsement. Uh, but, you know, I still think, you know, I'm running maybe more importantly on the Trump agenda uh, of, of using our natural resources, of creating jobs, of, you know, energy independence, of empowering um, school or parents to be involved in our school district. So, you know, those are the issues. You know, it's always, you know, to me in our country, it's more about uh, the ideas uh, than it is necessarily the individual. Because individuals, you know, we're all term right, in, in, in the executive branch, whether it be president or governor. And so you're going to change over a period of time. But it's the ideas that necessarily don't change or the philosophy. And I think, you know, the reason that President Trump was the first, you know, Republican, you know, president to win uh, Pennsylvania in 2016 is because he brought the blue-collar worker in, right? The blue-collar worker who's, who's essentially conservative by nature, you know, pro-Second Amendment, you know, you know, more independent as far as, you know, as far as, you know, individual rights. Uh, but also, as a blue-collar worker, want to make sure they can make livable wages. Uh, and so you saw a you know, groundswell of normal sort of Democrat traditional votes go towards President Trump in, in 2016. And, and you've really seen that shift where the, the wealthy elite of the, of the um, you know, sort of the tech um, community are Democrats now, where the blue-collar workers are now more Republican. And so, therefore, I think by trumpeting these ideas, uh, I guess that's a, a pun there. The <laughs> Nicely to do done. Uh, <laughs> nice. But uh, by, by putting out these ideas that people support, uh, I think is how uh, you get elected. Well, you mentioned education, Senator, and that certainly is going to be one of the hot-button issues in this campaign and all the campaigns this election cycle. What is education going to look like in a Corman administration? Well, we're going to empower parents. You know, I, I think it's a crazy statement on our society where, 
you know, we have riots in our cities uh, and no one pays attention to them, law enforcement-wise, not law enforcement, but uh, politician-wise, and then yet we're sending the FBI out after parents to school board meetings. Um, that, that was outrageous to me. Um, you know, kids do better if parents are involved. That's just a fact. Every study shows that. And so one thing this pandemic has shown is that parents want to be more involved. As, you know, some schools handled the pandemic well, some schools did not. And so, therefore, they want to be involved, and they should be involved in their child. It's the most important thing you're doing for your child is educating your child. Uh, and so, uh, under Corman administration, we're going to have a healthy public school system, which we have to have. That's a cornerstone of education. I've, I've voted for record funding in education over the years, uh, and so we need to continue to do that. That helps, you know, make sure that property taxes don't have to be if the state's funding education. Uh, but we're also going to empower parents, whether it's, you know, choosing you know, or being able to view what the curriculum is being taught. And we passed that bill in the legislature. The, unfortunately, the governor vetoed it that the curriculum would be online so that parents would know what's being taught to their child. Um, you know, uh, but to also empower parents as far as picking the school that their child goes to. You know, a child's, you know, school shouldn't be determined by their zip code or their ability to pay. Um, you know, we should make sure that every child, you know, my kids go to the public school. They do very well there. I'm very happy with it, but that's my skill, children. Some other children may do better in another setting. And whether that be a traditional public school or a charter school or a, or a parochial school, we should find the environment where kids do well, and we should figure out ways to get them there and not have to worry about it. They, the parents can afford to pay a time. We'll come back and visit us at the soonest possible opportunity. Yeah, we'd love to have come, you in person. Come to our studios, and uh, so we appreciate well, that'd that. That would be great. I would like, as a former radio talk show host, I would love doing that with you. Well, I'm Ken Sawyer was my mentor, same time you were going Mine through too. the system, too. So we learned a lot from that Mine guy. Too. All right, thank you <laughs> thank so you much, Senator. Jake. Keep in touch. Take care. Thank, thank you. you. Jake Corman Bye. happens to be president of the state senate of Pennsylvania, and this will be his last term as a state senator president. He's not running for re-election. He is running for governor, and therein lies the heart of his call today over at the Pepper Tree Restaurant over in uh, the... Snyder uh, County. Is, was that Penn, Penn Township? Well, it's Penn Township, yeah. Right, okay, about 20 minutes away from here. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We're going to flip back to open phones. We've got to take a quickie break. Email us at onthemarket.com. Text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Thank 
Welcome back to the Campaign Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Yes, we had Jake Corman on the line campaigning for governor, visited our area. So now we invite folks to listen to that podcast when it comes time for you to head to the polls coming up. Well, you can listen to the podcast right now. Well, we might have him back on again that. before the election. Yeah, I've known Jake for a long time, met him up in uh, Williamsport only 30 short years ago. But, uh, yeah, and uh, very, very staunch Republican. And I've never agreed with his politics, but in this particular race, he comes out shining as the reasonable Republican that's in the race. The rest are... Oh, you think ultra, Bar- Lou Barletta's unreasonable? Uh, Ultra-Trump supporters lose my vote. Oh, do they? Okay. okay. Well, I'm going to vote Democrat anyway, but... Um, I going to say, I don't see you voting in the Republican primary, my friend. <laughs> Not legally, anyway. <laughs> All right. 1-800-795-9565. We've got two callers waiting. We'll take some more. Uh, is there an email that's super timely? Yes. Or where um, are we here? Tom says, we're in trouble now. The clown car has got hold of the Kool-Aid. Oh, here we go. Thank you. <laughs> We uh, let's uh, no more. This is the that is our last clown car reference. Uh-oh. Okay, is that it? Are well, we done? I mean, we're not going to we're not going to put Tom's word out there anymore. I don't think so. <laughs> All right, Bob. Bob, you're on the mark. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, when's the carnival coming? This smoking dam. <laughs> okay, uh, this um, Dan said about the two dollar gas prices. Well. Yeah, well, that happened before the pandemic, or well, during the pandemic, when all the travel companies and other businesses were shut down. So, of course, when you don't have supply and demand, the prices will fall. And that's what we need to do right now is boycott buying gas except for on certain days. But the reason I'm calling is the senator that was saying that he had information about Wait, 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 Bob, what are we boycotting? What, what, what days make a difference in buying gas? You say, Bob, don't buy gas except on certain days. You buy it during the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You don't do buy it during the weekend. Why? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Because it shows companies that you only need it on certain days. Oh. <laughs> I don't know the reasoning behind it, but, you know, I'm a left-winger. Yeah. Okay. Well. So I go uh, with I agree. what I'm told. Seldom have a reason for what And the about. senator said that Trump won Pennsylvania. He better go look and find out. Trump did not win Pennsylvania during the election. He said 2016, Bob. He said 2016. Uh, okay, I didn't hear a year he said, but he said that Trump won Pennsylvania. Okay. I did not hear a year. Okay. I apologize. Okay. okay. No problem. Biden won Pennsylvania. What else? What else? Do you have to say? Uh, the only other thing I can say is <laughs> Ukrainians are hurting. Mm-hmm. People around the world are looking and allowing this to happen. We're allowing people being killed, and what's wrong with that? What are we Why supposed to do? Why can't we about do something? Other, well, we we are sending lots of money, you know, and they're asking for a no uh, air uh, no fly zone. Stop. Yeah. No fly zone, and if we do that, then Putin says, "Well, you're against us, and we're going to come and attack you." Do you know what? That guy that called yesterday and said that we should blow up Russia while they're in Ukraine because all <laughs> of their military is in there, he's probably right. Because if we don't do something soon, we are going to have a world world war. Okay, so let me see I if I the- have you right. <laughs> If I heard you, you want us to get involved, and that means boots on the ground and U.S. airplanes shooting down I'm Russian planes. I'm not saying plane. boots on the ground. Oh, okay. I'm saying stop the, the no-fly zone. 
stop it so that Russia can't be but you said flying people, over okay, Ukraine. Okay, all right, so that's fine. So You said but, people are being killed, and we ought to stop that. Mark's point is, how do we stop it short of putting people in there to intervene? A no-fly zone isn't going to stop the Ukrainians from being killed. It's, it would help a lot, I'm sure. Well, it I would help so. at least 50%. Well, it, well, it would have put uh, the U.S. in a very tenuous spot then, so we'd be over there able to protect and our we're, we're allies. And we'd have a, we would have an opportunity to shoot down a Russian plane. So if you want a no-fly zone, that's fine, but don't complain about World War III when we have to shoot down a Russian plane and then it escalates from there. Lawrence's and very worthless view on this topic. I happen to agree with you in this case. <laughs> And we're having a military flying around our houses now yesterday. Well, that's our local. Well, I guess it's probably just a military. What what did call? What did Putin call that when they went into Russia? An operation. Right. That's what we're doing right now in our country. Something like that. Okay. All right. We got you, Bob. Thank you so much. Supposedly the Russian Duma. As far as the rails and trails. No, 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 no. As far as the Russian Duma enacted a law that if you use terms like war or invasion, you can be put into jail for an extended period of time. Oh dear. Okay. Well, you got to control that. All right. As of 9:30 this morning, PennDOT tells us that one lane of Route 147 south of Sunbury is open. Motors should expect single lane conditions with flood. Lagging, all right? So do be aware of that. All right, quickie break. Lance, you're next. We'll be right back. There's, some... There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Quick, send in the clouds. Don't bother, they're here. Oh, so, I get that implication. Well, that's, our producer is coming down on us. Yes, over our there. callers aren't the clowns. <laughs> it's the co-hosts. We're already here. I got that, Kevin. Thank you so much. Jeez Louise. Oh, Lance gets another 60 seconds. Go ahead, sir. Well, he's the first time caller. Oh, oh, you've been waiting, 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 waiting. Never mind. I'm sorry. Oh, Go. yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, if you had a uh, business that uh, grossed a million dollars a year, how much money would you say would be a fair profit off of that business? I mean, before you paid your income tax. $999,000.99. I don't think 10 to 12% would be unreasonable. Well... Well, ExxonMobil makes about 10.9 on revenue. Think about it this way. If you had a box that weighed 6.3 pounds, how far could you ship that by the post office for five bucks? <laughs> Other side of the planet, probably. 
for five bucks. I don't think that, I don't think distance <laughs> matters. I think it's the weight to get it in the system, and then they take it as far oh, as you want it. No, it isn't. Oh, oh it's no, distance. Okay. Apples to a guy in Pittsburgh, and it cost me twenty bucks. Yeah, but if you had shipped it to California, it would have cost more. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yes, I don't even think what, how much that would be. That isn't a postage stamp. Gotcha. Okay. Partial post is altogether different. But how far do you think you'd go with it? You know, you make to Chicago. I think maybe to Chicago. Well, that's how much a gallon of uh, gasoline weighs. And look how far it's shipped. And look, all you just paid a tuppence for it compared to that. All right, Lance, what should we do? Lance, what should we do? What's that? Quit complaining. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well said. Okay, what else? Well, now you've just taken away the reason for this program. Now, we can discuss oh, yeah, important... Po- so did, yeah. <laughs> well, we can yeah. discuss important political topics. Uh, all right. All right. Now, look. You look across the pond at those my father used to refer to as the socialist um, Lilliputian utopias. Why, they would be tickled to death to get 4 or $5 a gallon gasoline before all this hit. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you take uh, Britain... And, uh, well, they duke it out um, with uh, Finland every year for the highest gas. And it was like $7. And they have one thing in common. They don't import any. It all comes out of the North Sea. But till the government gets done with it, that's what it's cost. Mm-hmm. And look at Venezuela. Venezuela, it's a penny a gallon. That's because it takes... <laughs> Almost, I think, if it's even got a uh, value now, 400 of their whatevers to come up with one of our dollars. Because they did all the stuff that the um, squad would like to do here. They said, oh, that oil out there belongs to everybody. Well, they did. So they kicked out all of those stupid profiteering oil companies, and the government ran it. Look what they got. (laughs) (laughs) They got Nicolas Maduro. (laughs) Yeah, right. So what we're talking about there is a decent profit for what in the world you get. And uh, well, I uh, well I have a car. It's well about thirty three. They're about all around. I trip a whole lot better than that. So uh, for every uh, thousand miles I drive, you know that's like uh, thirty you know, thirty dollars worth of. Uh, or no, 30 gallons, excuse me. All right, we got you, Lance. Thank you so much. Incidentally, uh, the Saturday morning group, soon and very soon is the word from Lewisburg. I'll keep you posted. Okay, I, I get their stuff on my phone. But oh, do, do I you? Okay, super. Get it. Oh, yeah, please, please. Yep, please we'll let you know. All right, thank really you, sir. Looking forward to it. Yeah, thank you. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. I got three open lines. We'd love to hear from you, uh, upper right hand corner, Joe. If you don't okay. mind. Unfortunately, Senator Corman doesn't understand that school districts already provide online information about what is being taught. It is already publicly accessible information. Amending the state constitution is not legislating. It is the Republican way to get their way when they meet resistance from another branch of government. Yeah, and I think that's why Jake Corman is hesitant. On the constitutional amendments, but of course he felt necessary. Um, I I have mixed feelings about it too, but I think we have to have some way to get around. You know, what if Governor Wolf was like Vladimir Putin, just totally immovable? Fortunately, we would have a way around that. But uh, yeah, I have mixed feelings too. Thank you, sir, for that email. Very much appreciated. Uh, Harry, thank you for waiting. Last caller before a quickie break. Go right ahead. Well, I think. Um 
I think one of the things that we're not looking at in this, uh, with the crisis here in the Ukraine is, and it is a war, I don't care what the UN public relations or the Kremlin wants to call it, it is war. But, uh, they, uh, it, it shows the fallacy of two things in my, in my book. One is, once again, it shows that when Jimmy Carter put the energy department back together, what was that, back like in 1978, it's still the least efficient cabinet department in any branch of the government because we've never had a, uh, a coherent and uh, uh, policy or, you know, a policy that stuck with anything on energy and energy use in all that time, which means it should just be disbanded. But the other thing I think that everybody's missing is, you know, when you look at the, at the uh, dependency on fuel and the dependency on the chips from China and everything, it shows the great fallacy of not having any any nationalism whatsoever and just having the economy be completely globalism policies. Um, when there's an issue in one country that's supplying large amounts of, of product to somebody and there's a disruption in that for whatever reason, it brings the whole global economy to a standstill or a slowdown. I and mean, How does that benefit anybody? But nobody addresses that. Well, it doesn't benefit anybody. Exactly, exactly. But yet, being a nationalist is is a dangerous thing and, and evil. And but yet, here we are. If we took some pride and we still manufactured things, uh, and I don't mean just us, but but I'm also one of those people. I don't really care what they pay for fuel in in uh, in Europe or anywhere else. We have the capability of drilling enough of ours where we wouldn't have to pay that, and that's. That's a sad indictment to say, buckle up, buttercup. It's just, <laughs> you know, let's uh, let's get to doing what we used to do best. We have come to the point now where we have our president going hat in hand, begging uh, Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, and Venezuela to take his call so they can up production for us to have, have oil. That's pretty sad. Well, I mean, we used to be the most powerful country in the world. I thought we still were, but um, I have my doubts anymore. The one thing I can say about Biden, though, is he has done something that I didn't think was possible. I didn't think in my lifetime I would ever see a president more ineffective than Jimmy Carter. And Jimmy's <laughs> way back in the in the rearview mirror now. Biden has, uh, in 13 or 14 months, has hit levels of incompetence that I didn't think could ever be reached by anybody. Well, I, I, I am impressed by that. I never <laughs> thought we'd see somebody more unpopular than President Trump, too, but uh, President Biden is, uh, well, he got a little bump after the State of the Union address, but that'll probably, I would think, with the way things are now, that will fade. But, uh, yeah, he's, um, he's well, in well, trouble. Well, everything is done by the seat of the pants. Well, we can't be dependent on on crude oil and fossil fuels, but right. there's no program in place to have us use anything else. Well, we can't do this. Well, we're always told what we can't do, but we're never told what we can or can do. And and this constant uh, uh, legislating by negativity is is going to bring us to our absolute knees. And And this is a perfect example of it. We are totally... For whatever reason, we don't seem to be dependent on ourselves for anything anymore. And 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 the and a lot of that is this globalist movement. Uh, it's fine to be part of a global economy, but you can't 
depend on that global economy supplying you with all your needs. Yeah, look at your That's chip true. shortage. Look at the chips. All right, thank you so much, Harry. Thanks for calling in. Well, it used to be that made in America was the standard of excellence, and I think it could be, again, if we have a resolve to start doing the things we need to do to bring these manufacturing plants back to this country, which was what President Trump was trying to do. I know the left doesn't like to give him credit for well, that. That's okay. He said he it. I remember it. him saying that. He yeah. probably did bring something back somewhere. It's not as easy as they just saying it. Oh, they were going to build that plant anyway. Well, it was Trump. Consider the messenger. <laughs> That's the dilemma. Speaking of the certain type of vehicle that hauls uh, circus entertainers around, 1-800-795. We're not allowed to mention that anymore, nope. you said. It's, it's verboten. Could we have that music again, Kevin? <laughs> no. All right. All I've right. got well, others. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We've given him more than enough material today. I don't have enough breaks. <laughs> <laughs> do with all the material I have. I'll take the next break one sixty second at a time. All right, we'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Thank you. That's my new theme song. You're Thank stuck you. in the middle. With yeah, we can't say it on the show. Let's but, see. Uh, jokers to the left of me and clowns. Which are we? Jo- what, am I a joker or a clown? I'm, I'm to I the right. Clowns to the left of me. Clown. Right. Jokers to the right. I'm a joker. And, Mark's a clown. And look where Kevin is. Stuck He's in the middle. Facing the console. So to his immediate left is what? Stuck in the middle. Right. Clowns in the next room. That has nothing to do with the introduction of our next caller. Al, don't take it personally. Okay. Well, go ahead, well, take it personally. I'm stuck in the middle because <laughs> I called up and I said it was uh, Westmoreland from the Pentagon. No, <laughs> did you? Oh, geez, you only, he's dead, unfortunately. But I was told I was retired, but I came No, back. he's not. Well, he's retired all right. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> I was being kind. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, well, there's four things we aren't doing. We aren't putting any boots on the ground in Ukraine. We aren't going to do give them uh, air support, uh, give them the... Uh, protective skies there uh we aren't going to um well i said boots on the ground air support we aren't going to give them any airplanes and uh one thing we could do is give them their nukes back well now there's a suggestion are you, you, are you sure you you sure are you sure you so want to say that just give the ukrainians their nukes back and even the sides up again. Al, are you sure? Oh, and another thing. <laughs> Al, another thing. Wait a minute. The Iron Dome. Al. The Iron Dome. They were asked for the iron. They wanted to buy an Iron Dome off Israel. 
and Israel said no. Al, so do you really yes. do you really want to give nuclear weapons to a country that's being invaded? Don't you think there's a potential there if they had nuclear weapons that somebody eventually would want to use them and the world would devolve into a nuclear holocaust? And remember, Al, your pope is praying and working for peace <laughs> even as we speak. Are well, you I'll sure you, you want what? nukes involved? We aren't doing anything else. Israel didn't give them the Iron Dome. We aren't giving them any support from the air. Uh, we don't want to give them planes. And their country's getting massacred, and we took nuclear weapons off of them, which they were kind of safe when they had them, even if they use them or not. I mean, if it coulda, woulda, shoulda, you know? Uh, we promised to take care of them. And Russia promised not I to don't do think what we did promise to, I don't think we have promised to take care of them. I think we promised to help them. Taking care of is something that we wouldn't be able to promise anyway. No, but we did well, promise them something in return attack. for giving up their nuclear weapons. I don't remember exactly what the agreement was, but we did make some commitments to them. I yes, assume we we're honoring them. I don't know that we aren't, so I'm assuming we are. We are not are. honoring them. Well, what were That's they? The what were the commitments? No, what was it? I mean, you can't just say that we take care of you. There were specific guarantees. What were they? I don't know. That the, if Russia came over, we would clobber Russia for them. I doubt no, that. No, then we would have admitted them to NATO if that was our intent. And what we should maybe we ought to do that too. We could do. There's a lot of things we could do. We could say, okay, now you're screwing with the NATO nation. Yeah, so now we, that you're, now that you're you know, at war. Now that war. you've invaded, now we're going to make a NATO. Now, now what do we do? That's the way we should treat it. I mean, we got to stop this guy now. Well, I agree with you. Appeasement is not a good option. So, no, and we aren't giving them anything they're asking for, and we took something from them. We're not giving them everything they're asking. We've given them tons of aid and weapons and all kinds of things, but we're not it's giving them everything. Walk. It's a slow walk. Sure. Dying. I mean, Biden sent the meals ready. Not Biden, but uh, Obama sent the meals ready to eat and blankets. What more could they ask? Yeah. Why are we the world's... Al, why are we the world's police department that we're supposed to make sure that no despot pushes a border over into the other side? Why is that our job? Why should we sacrifice time and treasure and American bloodshed and equipment? Why is that our job? Go ahead. Because the French helped us. Oh, because of past bloody violent wars that were unnecessary and should have resu- well, should have happened. Should have happened. We should still be British subjects. All right. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Hail to the Queen. I say we're jolly old England here. That's, that's oh, right. Boy. Okay. All right. And like, uh, never mind. <laughs> this is I silly. Think he's gone. Oh, I, you have, I believe you offended Al. In what way? Well, you made fun of him. I didn't. Uh, you're the one with the English accent. Sorry, Al. I'm not begging. No, fun I think of you. you're saying that good. we. Sh- right. that you should describe the American Revolution as a bloody, unnecessary war. I said, what's your alternative? We were all British subjects. Ooh, okay. Oh, I see what you were doing. Okay, I got you. I, I didn't follow that. No, I just, I, I just think you know. Certainly, uh, we should very carefully weigh whether we get militarily involved over there. I think we're helping in a, in a lot of ways. But if we're going to go there and shoot down, I mean, a lot of people say, oh, we should get more involved. You know. With boots on the ground and help the Ukrainians, but I want to avoid World War Three. Well, that ain't how you do it. Okay, that's going to start World but War. But almost III. anything that we do could be considered a provocation by the Russians. Honestly, yeah, I, if I, we send them nu- uh, not well, not nuclear weapons, as Al proposed, which would be sheer insanity. I'm sorry, Al, but it would be. But suppose we sent them tons of drones with bombs attached to them. You know, that would be considered a provocation by the Russians. Yeah, I think. We're, so I mean, I I do agree that President Biden and his administration is walking a very tight rope. I think the sanctions are important. 
They should have done everything on day one. What more? Is there anything else we can be doing right now? And I just think, I said this Monday morning, I'll say it again, you know, European borders have flexed and moved and pushed and pulled and, and gone in every direction all the time. And just because, I'm sorry that there's bloodshed on the part, yes. of, a part of Vladimir Putin. If I could somehow stop that, I would. But I don't think we're in a position to stop it anyway. And, uh, you know, any ground he gains could be given back in 20 years. Just, you know, countries have come and gone. You know, look how, you know. Yeah, we had a lot of them Egypt. come and go during World War II. They went when Hitler took them over, and they came back when we saved the world. Right. And so, our allies. I just think. At some point, Mark, you have to recognize that people have a right to their own existence in, in their own country with their own laws and their own problems solved. Oh, no. I, I decide how they should live. Oh, well, good. Mark the decider. <laughs> All right. To be continued. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury.